0: I think you know. I think there are some things in, in in my job that previously have been. I felt like I've been somewhat micromanaged, and 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 I've been I, I've been so scared to act in a certain way because I, I I didn't know if it was the way that this person wanted me to do it, and that's not okay. really a comfortable way to, to work. And I I, I I didn't grow a whole lot from that. Um. So so yeah. It, I, I kind of think of it from, from, from the other perspective right. of when someone's giving me responsibilities, like how do I think? And, I, and a lot of times I try to put myself in their shoes because I want them to grow. And if they want to grow, I want to be able to set them up for that success.
1: Welcome to the BS in Life Podcast, the podcast where you talk about life beyond your degree. Uh, this week on the pod, we had a really great episode. We had Mark Pattis join us. It's John's former boss from the JCC, Jewish Community Center. Um, we talked about leadership and mentorship and just kind of uh, how you how, how he went through his journey of like graduating college to um, his managerial role now. And yeah, let's jump right in hi
2: marky mark <laughs> what's going on
1: not much
0: can you, can you hear me clearly yes. you hear me really well all
1: right nice nice is that a peloton <laughs> it in here. <clears throat> what's, what's going on
0: what?
2: mark
0: <laughs> i don't work until 8 p.m <laughs> this is late for me
2: this is late for all of us honestly <laughs> it's late for all of us but it's usually the best time for everybody so
0: <laughs>
1: yeah it works
2: Mark, Allie, Is that Allie, a Mark. What's up, Allie?
1: Hi. How are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a Peloton. I, I got a used one. Big Okay,
1: steal. smart. Oh, somebody, how much did you pay how for it? it? What? How much did you pay for it?
0: So, all right. So somebody I know uh, was getting the new one and wanted to get rid of the old one. So she put it on Facebook. It was like, I'm selling for 1500 I was like, I can't oh, do 1500 I can do twelve. She's like, okay, it's yours. So I got it for $1,200, <laughs> one-year one year used, pristine shape. Dang. Is that, is that the same Mine one we have? It comes on Saturday, and I
1: did not pay that.
0: Oh, snap. It comes on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Did you get, you get the new one or the older version?
1: No, I got the old one, but I definitely didn't pay $1,200. What What'd you pay for <laughs> right?
0: $2,000. Oh, we should have had this conversation earlier. I could have got you the new one. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> uh, Dang. It, it is. It's very similar to the one that we have at the J. The J has different pedals
2: oh that oh okay I,
0: I had to get i had to buy the shoes too Did you buy the shoes allison
1: Yeah. i had my soul cycle ones so i'm assuming they work i think damn. it's the delta ones right i hope so yes i, think, I believe they work. yeah cool
2: damn I'm out of loop. i right. gotta get one <laughs> <laughs> i gotta hop on one so mark i mean it yeah it's good yeah good good talk to me <laughs> let's do this dance okay let's do this okay so mark ally ally mark but to introduce Hello. mark pattis so mark uh our listeners know i've brought you up on the podcast a couple times name dropping you just because i said i remember we had one episode where i was like we were talking about bosses i think or bad boss experiences or something and i was like i don't think i've ever had a bad boss experience (laughs) i was like my first two bosses were great like i had no i have no qualms with my experience and so like going through our days i was like why don't we have mark on the podcast that sounds great right (laughs) so I, I from, my, from my opinion, why while, while I worked at the J, I thought you were an awesome leader. Not only you, but I thought that Deb was an awesome leader. I thought that Dave was an awesome leader. It was kind of an environment where like, I wanted to come in and like, just like make you guys happy in a sense. Like I didn't want, I, it wasn't in a sense like you were like, I was like scared of you guys, but it was like, you want to make you guys not disappointed in the work I was doing. And so I was like, I sat there and I was like, that's probably pretty good. Like, that's probably a good thing. You know what I mean? So I was like, let's have Mark on here. And maybe that's what you're trying to do. Maybe you're doing some Jedi mind tricks. So we want to see what you're, what you're about. Does sound good? Sounds great. All right. So just to to start it off, can you just go over like where you like a little bit about your background? So where you went to school, and what you want to do upon graduating, and then and then kind of lead up to where you are now in your position.
0: Great. Um, All right. So first, I I I just removed the the uh, uh, visual of my face. I swear, I look a lot better than I than I do on Zoom. <laughs> I can't come to terms with the way that I look on Zoom, so I've, I've eliminated myself so I can only see you two guys, which is, which is how it should be. Um, but I, I, I want to quickly mention, before I get into myself, what yeah. you just said, John, about, about how you wanted to work hard because you didn't want to let me and, and the rest of our administrative team down. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, I, that, is, that is my goal. I'm, I'm not the, the Bob Knight who's going to throw a chair and get pissed <laughs> and yell at you. I'm going to show you that I care and, 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 and in the hopes that, that you care too and, and, and it's important. And your job is important. And that, like you just said, you don't want to let me down. You're going to work hard because you don't want to let me down. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that worked for you. It doesn't work for everybody, but I'm glad <laughs> that worked. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up. That's kind of my main background. I was, I was the sports kid. Really, really early on, I was like a stud athlete. Um, my dad always told me, don't get too excited that everyone's going to catch up to you. And as I got older and not taller and I got to high school, I was just, I was just a mediocre athlete that had good hands. Um, but I, but I, I did get into coaching when I was in high school, there was a really cool program at the Pittsburgh JCC where they allowed high school kids to coach youth basketball. And I was like, wow, this is really something I enjoy. So I went to school at Indiana university, majored in physical education, and I also, worked as a volunteer basketball coach for an AAU organization um, to continue to do my my coaching. I, I hopped on as, as a kind of like a manager slash office assistant uh, for the Indiana women's basketball team. And for a while, I thought coaching women's college basketball was the route that I wanted to go in. Um, I have a friend actually who's doing that. And he's, he's working his way up in the ranks, which is amazing. Uh, I also, in my summers, I worked at a summer camp and I was really into building community and working with kids and, and, and teens. Um, so after I graduated college, I had an opportunity to work full-time at the JCC and work, uh, at the summer camp in, in this leadership role. And I was at this point in my life where I had to make a decision. Do I want to go the sports route or do I want to go this kind of nonprofit route? Um, and I, and I chose the, I chose the JCC and I got a lot of great experience in leadership roles at a young age, which, which I think has really helped me in my role today. Um, and I did that for a few years, got to do a lot of cool things. Um, but throughout the entire time, I always kind of wanted to do something. I never really thought that that was the end game. I wasn't going to go work at the JCC, and, and that was it. I kind of always still thought in my mind I wanted to get back into coaching, we'll get back into sports in some way. Um, and doing a lot of the administrative work at, at the JCC, running a lot of our, our leagues and, and getting to know a lot of people, I then got an opportunity to work at UCI um, and, and work under the athletic director at the time, who was Mike Izzy, to be his special assistant. Um, And I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to get into college athletics. I like the admin side. Um, I'll get to know a ton by just being around him. Turns out the internship wasn't exactly how I how I hoped it had went. I pivoted to a role working with corporate sponsorships uh, at UCI for athletics. Um, and And that was better, but but I think throughout that year and a half that I was away, I kind of realized, you know what, the stuff that I was doing originally, the, the leadership opportunities I had, the, the, the ability to really be involved in the community um, was was something that I really actually enjoyed doing and actually could see myself doing long-term. Opportunity opened up at the JCC. But when I say JCC, a Jewish community center, there's, there's Jewish community centers all throughout North America. Um, all of them are, are pretty different. The Orange County one is, is a really nice one. The Pittsburgh one is really nice as well. Um, I don't have a quote unquote fitness background. I'm not, I'm not a certified personal trainer. I never really worked in the fitness industry. I I was in sports and rec at the time in Pittsburgh. Um, But I saw this as an opportunity to manage my own staff, have my own department, really learn the ropes, learn the business side more of of the JCC. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm into this. I applied, got it. Um, I've been in that role for a little over two years, um, I think I brought you, uh, John, I think I brought you on probably about a year into it. And hopefully we can get to the story of, as to how, how I met you <laughs> at some point throughout this podcast. But, um, but yeah, so th- and, that, and that's where I'm at now. I, I've kind of taken on some, some new roles. My, my supervisor at the time is now working at another Jewish community center. So I've taken on a lot of her roles and that's given me opportunities to grow. And uh, it's been a good
2: experience. Nice.
1: Wait, is this the guy you met at DoorDash? <laughs> well, you guys I mean, half talked about me.
2: We, 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 we I've heard that story a few times, <laughs> so we might as it's well. Tell it, Mar- you <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I mean, I've told it from my perspective, but Mark, why don't you tell it from your perspective? Like what, how it went out for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I was. I'm a big.
0: I, I went to Islands. I'm a big Islands fan. It's a, it's a great restaurant right down the street from me. Solid. And I was I was waiting at the bar, waiting to pick up my my food to go, and for some reason, for for some reason that day, which it was, it was a blessing. It was, it was backed up and they, they didn't have it ready for me. So I sat down, probably got a, a root beer or something. And then comes this guy rocking a, a UC Irvine athletics hoodie. And I'm fresh. I'm, I'm about, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm probably eight months out of the, out of working at UCI. And I see him walk in, he's got the DoorDash bag and I go, oh, UC, UCI athletics. Did you, you play a sport there? He's like, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I'm on track and field. I was like, oh, cool um I'm a thrower I was like right, nice nice we we chatted a little bit he took off we went our separate ways and I was like dang I need I need some good people around the j he t- he, t- he also mentioned that he was um uh uh, uh what your major was was in uh yeah, um, exercise science exercise science work yeah, yeah. exercise science so so I, I remember the next day I, I I look up um I'm pretty sure I texted somebody I knew at, at UCI and I was like yo can you can you get me this kid's email or can you can you <laughs> I found you I found you on the website I said can you give me this this guy's email they gave me the email I reached out to you we set up a meeting at the time you came in we didn't have a, we didn't have a, a an opening mm. but I love the way that you you presented yourself it wasn't like you were just applying for some job to make money and 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 spend your time you really wanted to put yourself in a position to grow you wanted to, you wanted to put yourself in a challenging situation where you're interacting with members and maybe being a little bit uncomfortable because you cared about your own development and I remember when you finished the interview I was like damn I don't have anything for him but I'm gonna make sure I find something and I swear about a week or two later it was like John I got something for you let's go and you were and you were ready to go and you did a great job
2: yeah, that was quite the interaction. I remember, I remember seeing you there, and it was kind of. At first, it was a little weird because you're sitting there by yourself, and I thought yeah, you, you were sitting there so by weirdo, yourself. I, I, thought I thought you were drinking there, myself. like yeah, I, I did. I was like, I think this guy's sitting like by himself, because like there's been times where I would do DoorDash, and I'll meet someone, and they'll be like extra friendly, but it'll be like it's kind of like why are you being so friendly to me? And there's no reason why they're there. And it kind of just makes you think. And so I thought it was one of those situations. But anyway, it was it was, yeah. it was was great. And so I remember the next day when I saw the email, I was like, it, it was kind of like perfect because I had to, I had just decided like last week I was going to stay in Orange County and not move back to Santa Barbara. And then right when I had decided that, I was like, well, I kind of need a job. And so like, I probably should start looking and then I met you and then, you know, off yep. go the races. So, yep. but to go into, I remember, so going back to, uh, the JCC. I remember when I first—I don't remember if it was the first or second time—but I walked into your office and I saw you had books, and I was like, "I books are my jam." If you listen to this podcast before, if you're listening, you listened to this podcast before. You know, books are my jam, and so I saw Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, and I was like, "Okay." Um, and then I remember you telling me that before you come into work, you like stopping at Starbucks to read, and I saw I kind of put two and together. I was like, "Oh, he likes to read and he's into sports, Shoe dogs So I was like, "It's perfect." To like, kind of use Shoe Dog and Phil Knight, what he says in his book as kind of a template so we can go through and see if you kind of agree with it if you don't get, disagree with it I'm, I'm sure there might be some similarities just because i know you like coaching you like coaching use basketball um but maybe you might it might differ um and so i guess we'll find out sounds good yeah okay let's sweet. do it so in if, you, if you're listening if you haven't read uh, shoe dog i'm gonna po- post a four minute summary in the description below so you can kind of check mm-hmm. it out if you want to follow along but so he so phil knight outlines three things which he you know credits his success to success And so for the first one, which he goes over, he says, if you're young and you don't have much to lose, it's best to go for broke. And so I've heard this um, a couple of times from various sources. And uh, I think it's great advice. I mean, I I don't see any reason not to do that as long as you're in a position to do that. Um, But Mark, when you graduated, did you have the same kind of thing in your head to just go for broke, just go for it? Or were you kind of a little more strategic about what you were doing?
0: Interesting. I I think... I, I think I probably played a little more strategical. I don't think I took the risk that kind of he's talking about taking how you just, you got a plan, you got a vision. This is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You go for it. And you don't think twice about it. I, 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 I was into coaching, but I also knew the, the lifestyle of a coach and to travel from place to place and to have a difficult time of balancing family life with that. And I think a lot of that kind of held me back a little bit. So you know, I think I think that depends on, on, on who it is. If, if you're somebody who is passionate about something and this is what you want to do, no questions asked, then you got to go for it. Um, but I think me, I was still kind of putting feelers out there and figuring out what it was that I want to do. I, w- I wasn't 100% sold on one thing or another. I, I kind of wanted to just, kind of like you were when you came to me at the JAG, I kind of wanted to get experience doing things and put myself in positions where I can find out who I was rather than I'm going to pursue this career and just go for it. So... I love the concept. I think I think it's it's different for everybody. If if that's if you're the person that knows what they want to do and are really and have this conviction that that's it, then then absolutely. But but I do think that once you figure out what you're doing and once you figure out what you like, you can you can spend a lot of time second guessing yourself and thinking, oh well what if I did this or I could be over there?
2: Yeah.
0: And my advice in that standpoint is be where your feet are and and really try to be happy with what you're doing, lean into it full and, and and give your full self to it. Um, and then when things arise that could could lead to pivots or changes, then you then you go that route. But but don't get caught up in thinking about other directions you could have done or could be doing.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. last episode or two episodes ago, me and Ali actually hasn't dropped yet. So it'll drop this Thursday. But uh, me and Ali, I talked about this last week and we, we kind of both have the same feelings where I myself wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach and a per, or a personal trainer or, one, or both. And going into the strength conditioning route, I kind of realized like starting out, you know, you're not going to make much and you know, that's fine. If you have the, you know, the resources to not make much early on, but if you want to eventually have a family, if you eventually want to, you know, have an income to support a family, like you might need to look into something else to make money a Mm -hmm. little, a little sooner. Um, And so I think, I I think I agree for the most part. So I think, I think we're all on board with that sentiment. (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely.
1: Sweet. Um, Okay. So the second thing he touches on in the book is the importance of having a mentor or someone there to guide you. We were wondering if there was someone who was there to guide you through your journey or like who was really instrumental to getting where you are um, and just kind of like why they played that role for you.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Everybody needs a mentor Um, or or someone that that they say, WWXD, what would so-and-so do? I think we all kind of play that out in our heads when we're making decisions or we're, we're faced with something I always think about specific, specific. I don't I wouldn't say I have one person but there's one person who was my boss when I came out of out of college who was our camp director who um, was my boss for three years when I was at the Pittsburgh JCC and we still have a great relationship and and I loved a lot of the a lot of the things he did and the way that he went about his job and, um, so a lot of times I'll tell, I'll ask myself, well, what would Sam do in this situation? And even today I called him because I was faced with something and I was like, all right, hear me out. Here's my thought process. What would you do? Um, and so, so, so absolutely. I think, I think having a role model or a mentor is crucial. When I, when I worked at the, at the JCC in Pittsburgh, we ran a basketball league and I, I told you that, um, in high school, I got a chance to coach youth basketball, mm-hmm. but then when I graduated college and I came back and worked to the Pittsburgh JCC I managed, I ran that league, so I was training these high school coaches how to be role models. Mm-hmm. And I talked a lot about that and, and, and about thinking about who their role models are and trying to emulate that. Um, so, so yes, I think, I think a role model and a mentor is, is so important. I do think that you can't full or or, or or completely rely on that person. There, there is something to be said about going out and, and learning on your own. They say experience is the best teacher, and I do think that's true. I think you can have a mentor your whole life, but at a certain point you got to go and experience it for yourself and fail without the help of that person so that you you grow from that.
2: Mm. So I like, I cannonball into this. I think like a mentor is huge. Like I, I, and I don't think, I think early on when I heard this advice, I don't know about YouTube, but I kind of thought of a mentor and kind of like the movie way where like, Samurai and like master kind of thing where you have to like <laughs> formally ask somebody like, Can you be my mentor or something like that? And I always thought like I don't like it's kind of awkward And it's kind of weird like I don't know if I want to mm-hmm. ask somebody to do that But then you know like as I you know started working and I started talking to other people it's kind of It's not it's not as like, you know, you start to bow to you know certain people and You know ask them formally to be your mentor But it's kind of just like asking people who you like really respect and look up to different questions on how On, on different experiences that they've had would you would you agree and I'm, I'm, that's open to you and Ali. Like, would you guys both agree? Allie, go ahead.
1: Um, I mean, I definitely agree. I haven't really had like a mentor until recently at work, and um, it's kind of just like what Mark was saying. Is like, I asked myself like, what would Amanda do? How would she handle this? Um, recently, we went into like contract negotiations, which is new to me, and like the whole time, I'm like, okay, channel Amanda. Like, how would she handle this? Like, that's <laughs> that's kind of how I've been approaching it.
0: To add to that dose. A big, a big leadership component to me is, is being authentic. Mm. And, and I, I always try to say, what would this person do? But when, I, when it comes time to me doing it, it's important that, okay, they, they may do it this way. I may do it similar, but I'm going to do it my way. Or I'm going to do it what, 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 what is coming from me. Because people can see through that. If I'm trying to be Sam, mm. it, does, it doesn't work. I got I to gotta emulate some of Sam's qualities, but do it my way. Um, but yes, absolutely. And, and, and yeah, I, John, I think, I think for sure that, that, that the, the role of a mentor is, is, is crucial. It's, it's refreshing to be able to run ideas off, off them who have, have literally, a lot of times, they've been in your shoes. They've experienced a lot of the same things you've experienced, and to be able to ask them versus somebody who has no idea what you're going through is really nice. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm doing a master's program right now. I'm actually getting a master's of science in organizational leadership and innovation, um, and they, they, got me, they got me a mentor. And I've had two different conversations via zoom with that person and and I'm they're hour long conversations. And I finish those conversations. And I feel like a whole new person Mm. just being able to kind of, all right, let me, let me throw this at you. Let me see what you think. And, and just kind of running those ideas off each other is is really important.
2: Okay. So this last topic is kind of, I think we're going to go pretty far for this one, just because my experience with working with you and different people at the JCC um, when I worked there for, I think a little over a year, um, I like this. I want to know what you think about this. So the last topic that he goes over and says, don't tell people how to do things, let them do their thing. And so I think it's, I want I'm really excited to see what you have to say about that because of your role, you're not only overseeing like me and the other personal trainers, you know, you also have a hand in, you know, Deb and, and, and uh, Dave, um, so many different moving pieces and different people who are responsible for different responsibilities. How do you manage that? And does this play into your uh, thought process?
0: Uh, I would say definitely, I think this is something I'm still developing and learning. Um, I, I can, sometimes I can be really particular about certain things. Like if it's something that's in my wheelhouse that I know how to do, and I'm confident that like my way is, is the best way to do it. Sometimes I will tend to kind of tell them how to do it. Read me, read me the quote more time. So I know the difference. Don't
2: tell people how to do things. Let them do their thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's, I think it's really important and I think that's something I need to work on. And get better at and saying okay here's here's the task at hand you go ahead and you do it you do it your way I, I, it, A lot of that is is establishing trust with the people you work with um, and knowing that okay i'm going to give you this task i'm not going to micromanage you and tell you this is exactly how it gets needs to get done i'm going to tell you this is what this is this is the task at hand and, and and having that trust to allow that person to go ahead and just do that um that 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 takes time i think um 100 percent I will, I will be a better leader when I get to the point where I, I really allow people to, to do it their way and be comfortable with it, um, knowing that knowing that it's 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 their work. But at the same time, like I said, you know, when I when I work with Dave a lot, right? Dave's not me. Dave may mm-hmm. want to emulate some of the things that I'm doing, but at the end of the day, if I want Dave to be the best leader for for the staff that he can be, it's got to be him. It can't be he can't be talking like me or doing exactly what I do. He can take my advice, but at the end of the day, it's got to be him. So. I think it's super important. I think being able to establish that takes time and it takes trust. Um, and ultimately the best leaders, if, it, you know, if I'm ever to, to move on and Dave is to step into my role, for there, to be, for there to be the best continuity, he has to be able to have something to fall back on. And, oh, I've been able to do this. I've done this my way. I have experience. I, I, you, know, you can't look at, look at it and say, oh yeah, I did that. It's just how Mark told me to do it. That's not how you mm-hmm. learn. If he really wants to develop as a, as a leader himself, he's got to do it himself.
2: Yes, maybe Ali can touch on this too. But for my, I mean, I, I don't have much experience managing people. I mean, I coached track team for a couple of years um, and have different kind of roles like that, coaching people and training. Um, but from my perspective and when I'm going through school or when I'm going through, you know, because right now I'm in school, it's like when I'm either tutoring somebody or helping somebody with a subject or doing something myself, I kind of do uh, emulate with or I do resonate with this. But I kind of think that it kind of goes so far as the results are there that they can do what they want to do. Like I could show them how to do, you know, take this test or do the subject. Um, and they can ultimately do it their way. But if the subject, if the results aren't there and they're not getting it, then I think that's when I usually find myself having to impose myself a little more. I don't know what you two think about that.
1: Yeah, I was wondering how you find the balance between like needing someone to get something done and like giving them the freedom to like do it their way. If that makes sense? That's kind of where like, I wonder.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's a tough balance. and it, I, it could depend on the magnitude of the task at hand. You know, if we're dealing with if we're dealing with a member, particularly who's one of, who's on our board or a big a big donor, I may have a little more of my hands on it because I know that it's got larger consequences. Um, but yeah, I mean I mean ultimately the the, the the more freedom I can give to my staff, um, the more the more they'll grow and develop. I think you know, I think there are some things in, in, in my job that previously have been i felt like i've been somewhat micromanaged and 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 i've been i've been so scared to act in a certain way because i i I didn't know if it was the way that this person wanted me to do it and that's not really a comfortable way to to work and i i I didn't grow a whole lot from that um so so yeah i i kind of think of it from 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 the other perspective of when someone's giving me responsibilities like how do i think And and a lot of times i try to put myself in their shoes because I want them to grow. And if they want to grow, I want to be able to set them up for that success. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll add one more thing. And this kind of goes along with it, but it, a, a lot of it's about rep, reps and repetition. Hmm. I, I have a friend who I grew up with. We play wiffle ball together hours on hours on hours of wiffle ball in the backyard. Like I'm, I'm still having shoulder pain <laughs> from the curveball that I used to throw. Um, and, and he's now, he's now at, um, a one-on-one baseball coach and he works with a lot of kids and and all these parents are like well how can we get him to to be better and he's he texts me one day he's like how can you get him to be better like i can't just teach him how to be good he's got his he's got to put in the hours like we did in wiffle ball like hours and hours of work like you don't just you don't just i can't just give you the recipe you gotta you gotta go out there and spend day and night working if you really want to get good
2: yeah so i have I have said on this po- podcast and I've told you and Ally many times, I really enjoyed my time at the JCC as a personal trainer, not only because of you or because of the other administrative staff, but because of everybody else, like my coworkers there, like I, I hear always like ho- horror stories from like other gyms or other places where people hate their job. They hate it. They hate, they don't like people there. They don't like their boss. And I can't like, when I think about it, I'm like I have nothing to complain about, like from Yossi to Henry to Robin, if any of them are listening, like shout out to you guys. Like I really enjoyed, I, and, you, and I think, you know, too, like sometimes it worked to my detriment. Like I just be in the back room, just talking to people just because I want to talk to everybody because I, you know, enjoyed their company so much. So, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you hired everybody or if you had any, anything to do with them coming on board. I know you had something to do with me coming on board, but when looking for someone to bring on to your team, to build to your community that you have at the JCC Fitness Center, what are you looking for in someone to bring on?
0: Yeah. um, it's a good question. And I would say, I I would say I brought on a few of those people. A lot lot of those people were already there um, and I I was lucky to fall into a position that had really good people. Um, And and I made it a point, especially when I first started as somebody who wasn't a fitness guru person, I was, uh, my my job was to build a solid team and to build a good culture or to build upon what was already there. Um, And I think what really helped with my early on, I wouldn't say success, but early on, uh, wh- whatever, whatever we call it early on was, was um, kind of really, really focusing on creating that culture and really making them feel like I, and, and show them that I cared about what they're doing and I care about this job and I, and I wanted it to be a good environment for them. So that was, that was really important out the gate. Um, when hiring, when hiring new people, I, I, I'm really focused on, not, I, 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 one of my favorite quotes is, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. So you can tell me all about how great of a personal trainer you are and all these things you've done, but your, your personality, um, your energy, the body language that I get when I talk to you over supersedes anything else, um, that we're talking about. I, I mean, I, I believe that I can sit in an interview and within, a, within about three minutes, I can get a really good feel as to if it's going to be a good fit or not. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I, I think body language is important. Um, and you know, it's, it, I'm not hundred percent always hiring the right people, but I, but I, you know, I, I ask questions and am I listening to the answers to the questions? Absolutely. But am I really trying to hear how you say it and how your thought process goes way more so in, in, in that capacity? Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I have a feel for the type of people we have at the J. So on one hand, I want, I want to bring diversity and uniqueness to the J I, I, I don't want to have the same people over and over but I do want to make sure that we can mesh um and yeah
2: yeah nice Ali did you have any questions I have I have a, one or two more but I don't want to just keep going on because I can go on forever I, I want to bring Ali in anymore <laughs> I'm going go go for it
0: we can keep it rolling
2: <laughs> keep it going okay so um I for the interviews that we we've got brought in the past I, I think that a, a good question that I think people really like to answer is if you were talking to Mark of just graduated or Mark like about to graduate from college, still in his mindset of you know, maybe want to work in athletics, maybe want to be a coach, um, and still kind of figuring things out. What is what what are some some words of advice you tell him to maybe either not stress about it or you know, what what would you tell Mark from that time?
0: Wow, I always think about asking other people this question. And I've never (laughs) actually been asked this question. So this is gonna be this is going to it's gonna be takes a minute. Um First, I would say from like a, an attitude standpoint, number one, to not get too high and too low. Um, there are definitely moments where extreme jubilation and there's moments where it's like, oh my God, am I ever gonna get past this? And I think, I think veteran, true veterans are able to kind of keep an even keel mm-hmm. and, and you know, not get too worked up about things. Um, I, I would also tell myself that that attitude is extremely important and that attitude is a choice. Um, and, and that whatever route that you take, t- take it and, and kind of like you talked about earlier, be full steam ahead and focus on that and, and really lean into it and, and not think about what else you could be doing. You know, obviously um, keep your, keep your head up and, and, and know what else is out there. But, but if you're doing a job, focus on that job and don't, and don't think twice about it. Um, huh, I, I, I think I'm happy with where I'm at right now. So like, I, so that leads me to believe that like a lot of the choices that I previously made and the positions that I was in and the opportunities that I got and the challenges that that, that came about were all for a reason and it all landed me here where, where I'm happy to be. Um, so I guess I really wouldn't change it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. It's a tougher question than I had thought.
2: I think, I I think I like, oh, you. when you're, I don't know about you or Ali, but when you struggle to answer it, that means that you've probably been like doing, for the most part, you've been doing, you know, the right thing. Like if you're not like regretting the position you're in now and you don't know what you tell yourself, you know, I think you're pretty, you're pretty good, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think to don't jump, don't jump to, oh, that's an opportunity here. Let's just go do that. Or I don't know. I, mm. I, I think you got to really think things through and um Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mark, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate it. I thought this was great and I really enjoyed our conversation.
0: It Definitely. Does. I appreciate you guys having me. It's a fun, it's a fun little group here. <laughs> I'd be happy to do it again.
2: Thanks for tuning in to the BS in life podcast. Shout out Patrick. Sohaki for our dope intro music. We just had Mark Pattis on the podcast talking about leadership and a whole bunch of great stuff. We had an awesome, ep- awesome episode. Um, if you want to see the Sh- shoe dog book, I'm going to link that in the description below. Um, yeah. See you next
1: week. Boom. Um.